Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sour Mash Podcast. Uh, We are excited right now because we are here getting ready to uh, reveal the champion of our Sour Mash 16. Um, Just to recap, I'm Dylan Miles. I'm Danielle Hunefeld. And I'm Andy Hunefeld. And so, let's let's get right into it. Andy, you want to give us a bit of an overview on what the tournament's seen so far and uh, just kind of build up the anticipation to the reveal? I'll do my best. So yeah, March Madness, uh, Sour Mash Madness, Sour Mashness, Sour Mashness. That's TM, 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 TM. So we, we've it's been a long run to the Final Four here. We started this about a week and a half ago. We've done a lot of blind tastings. We've sipped a lot of really good bourbon over the past three weeks, and we've narrowed it down to four different products for today's grand finale. Um, first, we had coming out of the Bardstown bracket, we had the Knob Creek Single Barrel, the Red Castle Pick. Um, again, this is one that says nine years on the label, but in reality, it's between 12 and 13 years old, at least according to the store owner. I don't know why he would have a reason to lie to us, <laughs> but that's what he told me. I can't verify it. Um, now, Creek knocked out Blanton's Gold, the number one overall seed, and perhaps the biggest upset of the tournament in the Elite Eight. Um, Facing off against that Knob Creek, we've got the Whiskey Advocate World Whiskey of the Year, the Elijah Craig B517, the barrel strength, 12-year age stated. That uh, knocked off the upstart Russell Reserve, who uh, scored the biggest first-round upset, beating out a uh, great Four Roses Silver Dollar Pig. So not an easy road for that Elijah Craig, but they did make it out of the Loretto bracket. That one uh, still surprises me, I'm not going to lie. Still partial to the Russells. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could be surprised. It was World Whiskey of the Year. I, I know, I know it was All World Whiskey of the Year, but I'm just saying, like, just for my taste, I think I even picked it. Like, I just, I don't know. Well, regardless, it made it to the <laughs> Final Four. We'll see if it moves on. Uh, in the Lawrenceburg bracket, in the top, uh, top right-hand corner of your brackets at home, we had the Weller 107, the Silver Dollar Pick coming out. That knocked, knocked off the Watkins Barrel Proof in the Elite Eight mm-hmm. and uh, Henry McKenna Bottled and Bond, which is a favorite of Dylan's in yeah. the first round. But uh, uh, a good run to the Final Four was the number seven overall seed. So it did score an upset in the Elite Eight. And that mm-hmm. will face off today against the Old Forester 1920. That's a mm-hmm. uh, Whiskey Row series release from Brown Foreman, uh, part of that uh, very highly acclaimed run of uh, Old Forester semi-special editions. I hope it doesn't go away anytime soon, but this is the only one on the list that um, you can buy right now at any liquor store. The other two are, we have two barrel picks, very specific, and then that Elijah Craig is a a very limited release. Um, The Old Forester knocked off a Smooth Ambler 11-year in in the Elite Eight and the Elite Excuse me, the Eagle Rare tenure in the first round. Yeah, I think maybe the Odfo had the the easiest journey, at least to me, to the uh, to the final pour uh, here. But um, I, I think I just, yeah, I'm just going ahead. And, I'm using final Amazing. pour. I'm using final it. pour. I'm gonna do it. Um, but I, I really think that it's a, a quality whiskey. Um, I'm I'm gonna say that my 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 sniffer and my taster weren't on in their game today, um, so the picks were really really hard. Um, but but I you know it'd be interesting to see if that Odfo made it out, especially being the only one that's that's one you can kind of readily find on any right. any shelf. I think that's kind of cool. So Danielle, this whole thing has been maybe one of your first kind of blind tasting experiences with bourbon. My what, first. What, have, what have you learned throughout this event? 
I've learned a couple of bourbons that I really like, which for someone like me who's kind of a beginner bourbon drinker, I think it's really important. Um, you know, owning a business uh, like Sour Mash Tours, you get a lot of people who ask you what's your favorite bourbon. So I always preface it by saying I'm probably not the best person to ask. I haven't had that much bourbon. But it's really nice to actually know what bourbons you really like. Mm-hmm. Um, this blind tasting, I feel like, has been different for me than for you all because you are a little more, um, you're a little more schooled in, in bourbon. You know what bourbons you like. And you guys actually, a lot of times, try to guess what bourbons you're drinking. I don't have any preconceived notion of the bourbon that I'm drinking. And um, it's been a fun experience. It's been tough. It's hard. Tasting bourbon is fun but hard. Um, you were talking about not being able to smell or taste a lot today. I can't either. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the deal is. Like, my notes are awful. They're I, just like, this, <laughs> this one is better. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I, I think it might be a lot of the fact that, like, we've tasted these multiple times. So it all starts to, like, yeah. all kind of run. Not, not run together, but, like, there's yeah. there familiar things that we're getting uh, over and over again. So we're like, oh, we know what that, I know what that one is. But it's all kind of, like, melding together. I don't and, know. And... These were close for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of specific notes, but I just know that it was hard to choose for mm-hmm. each one of these today. Yeah, yeah. I think my it took until the, the second round today. So for for everybody at home, we tasted the final four, um, and then chose the uh-huh. final pour. Final pour. I'm sorry. <laughs> chose which two moved along to the championship. Yeah, we we come up with something for that one, but uh, yeah. And then tasted those against each other. So even sitting right now, we're not 100% sure which two bourbons advanced into the finals, and we don't know especially which one was declared the winner. We don't know how we voted on that round yet. But um, yeah, it took me until the second ma- the second matchup I tasted before I think my taste buds and, and my nose really opened up and I was able to start picking some stuff out. So I hope that the, the bourbon I chose against... <laughs> And that, that first tasting, I don't know if it got a fair shake because I, I didn't really pick up much from it. But. Yeah. So, what do you want to do this? Let's, yeah, let's start revealing. Let's, let's go crazy. Okay, so matchup one, um, we had two bourbons. We're not 100% sure which one this matchup was, but uh, I voted for bourbon B. I got a lot of complexity out of this. I got a very balanced palate, uh, a lot of oak, a lot of wood. Um, a lot of caramel and chocolate, especially on the nose. And this was a, a really tough matchup. Both of these were kind of similar. I have a feeling mm-hmm. I know which matchup this was, um, but I had to choose the more balanced and ultimately the more complex bourbon. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, when I, you know, I picked B as well, um, kind of for the same reasons, because I felt like A was a little bit overpowering. Um, and I, I even wrote a little harsh. Um, there was something about it that was a little bit too much today. Uh, and B, was it wasn't that it was overwhelmingly better than A. It just didn't have that kind of bite um, that I just wasn't really feeling today. So, yeah, I had to go with it. So, I chose A, but I didn't have different notes necessarily. So, in true form, A today in this first matchup smelled old. You guys <laughs> know what I mean by that, or maybe you don't. All three um, fans of the podcast. <laughs> right, you guys, you guys know that's that's my thing. This is but like I when thought, in, in like uh, the Pacific Northwest stories or like whatever, they're like, if you haven't listened to the first podcast, go back and listen to the first ones, and then you'll know the word old yeah, so <laughs> and its significance. Here. It's one of my uh, very advanced uh, and elegant words that I use to describe these bourbons. But I thought that 
that A was a little smoother on the end for me. B, I thought it was harsh. Hmm. thought it had more of a harsh aftertaste, although it was a toss-up. They were both they were, they were both close to me today, but I chose A. All right, so matchup one, bourbon B moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's find out which bourbon did not move on. Yeah. That's bourbon number one. That's the Knob Creek single barrel mm-hmm. from Red Castle. The nine seed made a run all the way to the final port mm-hmm. um, <laughs> against the Elijah Craig. So we know that the Elijah Craig B5, B517 uh, did advance into the finals. Oh, it breaks my heart as a Knob Creek enthusiast to have not chosen it to go to the championship. You know, yeah, Dylan voted against what he said was his favorite coming in. Oh, God. It's just some days it's shot your day. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, you know, your, your taste buds don't lie. No. And it, like you said, World Whiskey of the Year. And the Knob so. Creek made a good run. It beat out that 1792 225th, which was, I think, still Danielle's favorite pour of the whole event yeah um and also the blanton's, the blanton's gold yeah the, the import so the blanton's you know, gold was also one of my favorites and it knocked them out so like like loyola chicago you know they didn't advance to the championship but you can't you can't be too disappointed they, no. they made it all the way to the final four You're like the sister gene but absolutely this is our sister gene we yeah. say we shall say farewell <laughs> dear sister <laughs> So in the other matchup, uh, Danielle, do you want to kick this one off? Yeah, so same thing. Very close for me. A, I said great smell, harsh taste. i got to go with A. That, those were my notes. Um, but with B, I just said very close race because I think they were both very similar to me today. Um, I don't know that e- either one stuck out that much more than the other, but I went with A. Um, yeah, I went with B again um, for this one. So um, on the nose, I got like a nice like sweet candy uh, to it. And on the uh, on the, the palate, it was nice and warm and oaky. Um, the other one, I got a little bit more of a, a spice on the taste, um, which I wasn't really feeling today. So I kind of went with the one that was a little bit more of that like kind of barrel tasting kind of uh, angel share like vanilla caramel notes. So B was my winner. I went with B also. Um, this was the first one I tasted today. I got a lot of vanilla on the nose, um, and I got a light fruity palate. The mm-hmm. other one, I'm afraid, didn't get a fair shake. This mm-hmm. is where I, I smelled it and tasted it and just didn't get a lot. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if I went back and tasted it right now that I've uh, kind of opened myself up a little bit, I, I might um, might pick up more. But that one just tasted a little bit thin on the palate, um, so I had to go with B, and B mm-hmm. will advance. Danielle, the, the outlier on both of the matchups in the semifinals here. We're sorry. Got outvoted. So Bourbon A, which will not move on, was the Weller yeah. 107 from Silver Dollar. I had a feeling. I had a feeling as well. <laughs> um, so See, our- this is why this is why it's totally different and blind tasting for you guys than for me. Because you had, a, I had no idea what any of these were. Yeah, True. and I, I had a. This was the one where I had a feeling of what it was. Um, out of all of them that I've had trouble with, uh, this one I was like, I think this is the Yogfo. So when I first noticed what turned out to be the Old Forester, I actually thought that it was the Weller mm. until I tasted it. Wow. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that just shows that I was not really on my game today. Mm. Last time when we tasted the Elite Eight, I said that I felt like I was smelling and tasting better than I ever had before <laughs> in my life. Um, yeah. I have not moved on to a higher plane of existence. I'm being a, a very amateur taster right here the semifinals and now the finals. We are, we are simple laymen today. <laughs> so our final matchup was the 
Elijah Craig B517 barrel proof 12 year against the Old Forester 1920. Um, you know, we have a, a four seed versus the six seed coming in. So the super expensive products didn't make their way into the finals. Um, that old Forester, again, it's the only one of the final pour, final four, that uh, is available on every liquor store shelf across at least Louisville, I assume the country, or most of the mm -hmm. country at least. Yeah. Seems pretty ubiquitous. And then uh, that Elijah Craig, again, very limited. It was the second run of the Barrel Proof series last year uh, out of four. And it's, um, it, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the World Whiskey of the Year can overtake the Old Forester, more of a standard release. So Dylan, which way did you go in this championship match? Man, in the uh, the championship match, um, which we you know we we've been, we've been sampling these like all together, and so we were we were running low on on juice there towards the end. So we're taking like little baby sips just to make sure that we can kind of go back and see. So um, so for this one, um, I chose I chose Bourbon A. Um, I said that it had a, a, a sweet um, like maple syrup kind of nose to it um and it was very smooth and it had like a warm tongue feel and i'm pretty sure that I spelled tongue wrong because i always do but i knew what i meant um but yeah <laughs> a a was my winner um b had a nice like nose it had uh, a woody um kind of nose to it i had a lot of oak but with the taste it, for some reason it came off to me very earthy uh compared to the other ones so um i went with the one that had a little bit more of that like sweet kind of smooth uh flavor to it so a was my winner so I went with B, and actually for almost the same reasons that you picked A, I chose B. Mm, um, really? So A hit me in the face with some sweetness. <laughs> I, I did get the banana this time yep. on number one A. Uh, but overall, I just had a, I made a pro and con list going yeah. back and forth. Um, you know, I think that the, the over smell and taste in A is probably a little bit more pleasant than B. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, mm -hmm. I chose B because I felt like it was more complex. A doesn't have a lot of that oak to it. Mm -hmm. And I think for picking the best bourbon, I wanted to choose something that did have a more, that characteristic is a little bit more prevalent mm -hmm. in there. I thought it was a little more balanced and ultimately more complex, whereas the A, it's a very good note, mm -hmm. but I thought that it was just like more of a one note oh, wow. type of a product. Yeah. Um, so I chose B, which means that Danielle, her vote is gonna determine, determine the winner. The winner. Okay. So, what do you guys think I chose? Oh my gosh, I don't know. If if we're going on, I think I think you chose I think, A. I think you went because with I a. think I know what I think I know that B is that that stronger barrel yeah. proof, and I think that you're going to gravitate more toward the the lighter one. Which, to be fair, is still 115 proof. <laughs> These are two very high if alcohol you, content. If you know what it is. Right, if so, I know what it is. If you if know, know what it is. making yeah. assumptions. So, so I did choose A. Hey. Um, I thought it was smoother. <laughs> after mm. trying the four bourbons, it, two of which were the same ones, but after trying those bourbons, it was it just was a lot smoother to me overall. Mm -hmm. B was, it just wasn't, it was a close race, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I chose A. You were right. Um, those are the type of bourbons that I gravitate towards, but that was, that was it. Hey. So no losers here in the no. Sour Mash 16, but we do and have... And no losers sitting right here at this table no. because we've been just drinking bourbon and talking about it for the last three weeks, hey. and that is not bad at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> so now we're going to reveal the champion. Yeah. Our March um, Mashness champion. The let's, first. Let's go through and... Dylan, do you have any, any kind of closing thoughts here before we reveal, make the big reveal? Um, 
Man, this was a lot of fun. Um, I think that there were there were a few surprises, and then it, like as we kind of got down to it, it started to be the ones that we thought were going to stand out, like those ones that have those really strong flavors, like the favorites were starting to pull through. Um, yeah, I, I think you know I think we're going to see a, a bit of an upset here. If I had to guess, uh, which one is going to be our champion? Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to reveal. Danielle? I'm nervous. Nervous? <laughs> yeah. I'm a little nervous too. What, what stuck out to me, especially in the early rounds, is that, you know, we put some more kind of standard mid, mid to bottom shelf bourbons in there. The Old Fitz bottled and bond, the Old Granddad bottled and bond, etc. Um, those didn't show as well as I was thinking they might against some of the, the more expensive pours. Um, people always ask me, you know, does more expensive necessarily mean better mm -hmm. and i think the answer is not always yeah. but i think one thing that we've proven here is that you do see average quality go up yeah you know i absolutely. wouldn't have expected to see like an old fitz bottled and bomb which i think is a hell of a pour for 12 bucks uh, beat out some way. of these yeah. some of these monsters here so absolutely so I mean, it teaches you that like you can have very competitive bourbons that will be at that price point um but yeah i mean it's it's kind of a it's not really set in stone that the ones that are more expensive are going to be the ones that are the most delicious yeah um so yeah i mean there's definitely things out there which is why you should come out on a tour with us and we'll show you some really great value uh bourbons that can come to us on the sour mash tours and also some very good high shelf bourbons on absolutely the tour. run the gamut across yeah we the do board. <laughs> all right so without further ado i feel like dylan on one of our tours when he's kind of teasing people making them think that they're about to get a taste but then he'll break into like one more story the, the first drink doesn't happen until 30 minutes in, and then guys. one more story after that. let's do it all right, so Bourbon A, yep. the champion of the Sour Mash 16 is the Old Forester 1920. Yay. We have, we have a, a better production here. We might have some uh, applause sound bites or something like that to play, but we don't. Um, so we crowned, a, we, we crowned a champion. This is one coming in. I knew that it would show well. Yeah. Did not think it was going to make a run all the way through this thing. I really didn't think it would either. Um, you know, like I said, I thought it, it, looking at it, it had a. I think it had maybe the easiest um, trip to uh, the final pour. But you know, come, going up against that Weller, uh, you would think. I mean, that Weller's just a beast. I know. Um, and then yeah, knocking I, off the World Whiskey of the, the Year. World Whiskey of the Year. I mean, and for. I mean, it really says something for something that anybody can find on the shelf. Um, and that, and it's a product of Louisville, Kentucky, right here where we're filming, where we're uh, doing this podcast. So that's pretty exciting too. Absolutely. So a reminder: we are doing a contest on social media. Um, those of you who have commented uh, your favorite bourbon on either our Instagram or Facebook posts, we will be announcing a winner later tonight. Uh, we will be randomly choosing from those who commented. Uh, you did not have to choose the Old Forester um, to win the contest. So anyone who commented is in the running. Uh, also, a reminder, uh, if you comment or if you uh, go online to our website um, and use the code SOURMASH16, you're going to receive 10% off any bourbon experience, um, and that code will be good for a little bit longer. So if you are listening and you're interested in taking a Sour Mash tour, I highly recommend that you go online and book one and get that 10% off with that code SOURMASH16. That'll even be good for the upcoming Axes and Bourbon. Yeah, so we do a. Bullseyes and I don't think we've side. ever. I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast. No. Uh, we do a really fun event here uh, called Bullseyes and Bourbon. Um, we partnered up with Flying Axes, which is an axe throwing facility here in town. Very very cool place. 
Um, it is called bullseyes and bourbon because we first throw axes and then we taste bourbon. Very important. Very important. Um, so yeah, our next event is coming up April 28th at 1230. Uh, so yeah, go online. You can get 10% off using that code SOURMASH16. Yeah, that's so you'll, if you want to maximize the value of that coupon code, that's uh, both, that you'll be paying for the combination of the axes and the bourbon tasting tour. So Insider that's our uh, info. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you come on the tour with us and you talk to us about this podcast, you're going to make us so happy. Yes. <laughs> if anybody uses that Sour Manage 16, I might, I might do a backflip. There you have it, guys. Yeah. Come out to Bullseyes yeah. and Bourbon to see Andy Heerfeld do a backflip. There you go, guys. There's value added to the tour right there. I just had this moment of panic where I thought that maybe I didn't hit record at the beginning of this thing. So the whole time we've been making it through. I was thinking like, can we really go through this and like somehow recreate like all the drama, just the re- excitement, re- all the, the magic. Podcast. Jim Nance has to do it every year. There's no way we could we could live up to his standards, right? Just have doing it back and forth. <laughs> well, Guys, um, that's going to wrap it up for us here on the uh, the Sour Mash podcast. I hope that you have had as much fun as we've had uh, going through the Sour Mash 16. Remember, Sour Mash Tours, www.sourmashtours.com. Come see us. Cheers.